0: What's up, everyone of the live stream world? And of course, if you're listening to the podcast later on on iTunes, Google, all that good stuff. What is going on? Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. With that being said, I got a special, special guest, uh, Jake Crane, the host of the J-Boy Show. Uh, If you're from the SEC, you definitely know him. If you listen to college sports, football in in general, you definitely know of Jake. Wonderful work. And uh, Jake it's an honor to have you on and of course we've got a lot to talk to and but first things first uh welcome to the air raid tech podcast and and i don't know if you, if it's your first time in sooner country but welcome to oklahoma <laughs>
1: hey well uh now i i appreciate the invite y'all do a really good job um you know it's funny i had on uh mike leach a couple weeks ago and yep. he actually invented the term air raid which is uh you know kind of come full circle but no excited to uh Connect with you guys and, and ready for the season to get here and, and talk a little ball.
0: Most definitely. And uh, David's been a – he's been a weekly guest. And at this rate, he's seems more of a co-host. He's <laughs> he's on every week. So I definitely – I shot him a text like, hey, David, got an opportunity for you. And uh, he uh, he definitely hopped on. But uh, we're definitely excited to talk some football and, and your thoughts. And, of course, the SEC expansion um, – Obviously, legally, twenty twenty-five could be sooner. But your thoughts, the early thoughts on Oklahoma, Texas, going to the SEC. Of course, being a Sooner fan, I actually, bet. I mean, I'm I'm a realistic Sooner fan. Um, I'm sure you probably have seen tweets that OU oh, going to, you know, kick ass and all this amazing stuff in the SEC. Probably not in the first few years. I way uh, three four loss season. We should obviously get to, but. Your thoughts on Oklahoma, especially uh, coming to the Big B- Twelve, coming to the SEC, and of course Texas, which you know nobody likes Texas. But your <laughs> thoughts on Texas as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and look, as a guy that covers the SEC and and you know college football, I think if you look at it from a conference standpoint, uh, it's a great add. I mean, you're going to get more great matchups. Yeah. I mean, not only do you add another big rivalry in Texas and Oklahoma to you know, the Iron Bowl and, and the rivalries around the conference already. Uh, but, but you know, you have Texas-Arkansas, which you are going to see this year. You get to see Georgia-Oklahoma. You got Texas-Texas-A&M. So from a college football purist standpoint, I love it. Uh, the more the merrier, and it's going to be really interesting, and I'd be willing to bet that Oklahoma and Texas are playing in the SEC next season.
0: I'm a hundred percent with you on J- on that one. I firmly believe, I know that Texas has 160 million uh, from the longhorn network that they have to use or whatever. Um, but I definitely know, and I do believe it's going to be next year. I don't see us waiting till 2025. I don't even see 2023 Truthfully, I, I definitely see, see next year. And, and, of course, the feel of it, I got a good good friend. She's a Gator fan. She says 16's insane. Of course, you always heard the rumors, Clemson, Florida State, Ohio State. Obviously, we don't know what the future holds. I'm excited just for us to be in the SEC, first of all. It's like when the Yankees were good. I'm a Yankee fan. We know we're not very good this year. But when the Yankees were really good in the 90s, everybody's always dreamed to be the Yankee. Everybody's now, obviously, dreamed to be in the SEC. Do you see... Obviously, just from a standpoint, as of right now, is this the end-all, be-all for the expansion for the SEC, or could we actually see a multi-mega conference here, or the new NCAA, as people like to put it out to be?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's the end. I actually think this was a preemptive strike to what's going on in the landscape of college football. Because look, if you get some sort of merger, and and we've talked about, you know, the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 and and that stuff, if you get You know, a merger of a a super conference that has more teams than the SEC. I'm sure you're going to see the SEC respond and add more. Uh, Right now, you know, there's obviously a plan in place behind closed doors, what that plan is. We're going to have to wait to find, to find, find out, out. But I think this is only the beginning.
0: I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> I think college football, I said this on, on many other shows in the past, that we're obviously the college rank. The college football is not going to be the NFL-type caliber. But I really believe that college football is about to get to that level of where the money's at, um, of course, now with the NIL and so on and so forth. Um, I think it's it's a mega-million sport as it is. It c- Could we actually see a billion-dollar sport? Potentially so. For me, I'm rather I'm glad because it's we, we get to replace Kansas and and West Virginia and teams that we kind of beat up on here year in and year out to play South Carolina, Vanderbilt, uh, Tennessee. Of course, Josh will now being the head coach there. <clears throat> to you, what um, what's your take? How long would you put um, give or take? Would it be three, five years? What would your take be on when OU, Texas, one of the and or be in the uh, SEC championship, if that, in the first five years.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. People people like to get in the time machine and go back to Missouri and say, oh, well, Missouri made the SEC championship, you know, a couple times, got destroyed both times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you it's kind of like saying, oh, well, you know, in 1975, this team did this. It's a different league than it was back then. And and I make the same argument for people to say, well, this bowl game score was this, that, and the other. There's way more to it than that. That's like reading the prologue of a book and being like, man, that was a great book. I really enjoyed reading that book instead of actually reading the book. Uh, But I'll say this. You know, Texas has a bunch of built-in advantages. We know that, whether it's financially, whether it's per capita, whether it's the high school recruiting landscape. So I think their ceiling is a lot lower than what Oklahoma's is. You know, my argument towards seeing an SEC championship and and something that, you know, I, obviously I know you guys know I tweeted out, you know, I did this thing called Jake's Takes, and, and it got a couple of views and uh, some interested reaction. And the reason I said that, because what separates the SEC from everybody else isn't just the money and, uh, you know, the kind of the periphery things. What separates the SEC is when you have to go through the gauntlet of the conference schedule. People laugh and say, oh, well, you know what? South Carolina's a gauntlet. You know, look at Georgia's schedule. And look, you can take one schedule out of 14 teams and say, this schedule is easier than what you made it. But it is a legitimate, outside of Vanderbilt, and I would say, you know, South Carolina this year because their personnel's not ready, you are playing teams that if you don't show up, have the caliber to beat you. And, it's, it's not just offensively, it's not defensively, it's from a depth standpoint, and people will say, well, look at Arkansas, I'm telling you right now, you go down to Fayetteville and have to play them right after you played Bama, or right after you played in LSU, it's not a walk in the park, and, and look, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and bash the Big 12, but when you're looking at depth of conference, uh, it's not even close to my opinion. You look at the NFL draft, and the proof's in the pudding. So I think that's the biggest difference when you're looking at a team coming in. Now, when I look at Oklahoma from a recruiting standpoint, Oklahoma has no <clears> problem <throat> scoring points. I don't think they're going to have a problem scoring points in the SEC, especially with the way college football is now. Uh, offensively, uh, with so many teams being able to spread out and hurt you in different ways and the innovation we've seen offensively. But where I think they've got to you know, c- continue to progress, and I was a big Alex Grinch guy, I thought he did a great job, is the depth on defense because – in college football, in general, but especially in the SEC, it's not about your first 22. It's really about your first 44. That's what makes the difference. And up front is what separates the SEC from other conferences, because that's where the game is won and lost. I don't care if you run the wing T, if you get an empty. You run the air raid, you run the spread, you run some sort of Hogwarts offense I don't even know exists yet. If you're not good up front, it really doesn't matter. I
2: don't know what happened to Mike. He kind of disappeared.
1: Well, it's the air raid, man. They'll sneak a tight end every now and then in there and, and you know, drop one on you. So you got to watch it. Yeah. I knew what I was getting myself into.
2: Right. Now, Jake, I've got to um, bounce off your point about what you said about the front 44. I remember watching the uh, um, the uh, Army game from 2018. Um uh, when Army came to Norman. Mm-hmm. And Army had the ball for over 45 minutes in that game. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and Oklahoma's defense, you talk about gaps. That's an understatement. Caleb Kelly set a new school record. I don't think that would be broken. I think he had like 31 tackles in that game. <laughs> and OU became the first and only team to win a game when they had had the possession for less than 15 minutes total the entire game. So you're talking about, you know, when you have a deep defense, you can have guys that can come in and fill in with other guys, get Gatorade massages, whatever's on the sideline, then going back in. When your first team defense steps off, you don't have depth. The other team's going to take advantage and step on the gas, and you're going to be gone.
1: Yeah, especially now with all the up-tempo offenses that we see. I mean, that's half the key. A lot of people think – that the main reason people run up-tempo is to catch them in base. And that's a real thing. And defenses, like they always do, have caught up and adjusted. But they want to get you in your second group. They want to find – because, look, it's just like anything, just like basketball, you know, I mean, hell, even just like baseball. You talk about lefties, you know, facing righties, and then you're trying to get a righty on a righty. It's about matchups. And if you're able to gas guys, and in the second half, you know, you have a matchup where you feel good about – you know one of your top guys on the outside against a backup corner you're gonna exploit that and if they want to go over and bracket that or double team that well then you're gonna find the matchup to the other side and catch them with their pants down so a lot goes into it and and look I, I'm, I'm I number one respect the hell out of Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. uh, Lincoln is to me a top three play caller in the country uh, what separates mm-hmm. him is he's able to do do this and that and it means 13 different things. To 11 different people from a communication standpoint. That's why so many NFL guys came in after uh, that offseason where everybody's talking about you had 20 NFL franchises come to Lincoln Riley. A lot of it was communication. How are you inputting these signals to where number one, we can't tell what this means every time, but you're able to do three or four different things out of it? So a lot goes into it. The difference in this league, and I will continue to say it, and Oklahoma fans can get mad at me, and Texas fans can get <laughs> mad at me. This isn't a one-off deal. It's not, well, you know, we beat Florida in a bowl game where they had nine guys <laughs> opting out, or we played Georgia and lost 52-45 to 45 in three overtimes. That's one game. Where the SEC kills you is week five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight – I don't care if it's you're playing Bama and then Arkansas and then Tennessee. They have players that are good enough to beat you. And if, if you don't believe that, look at the NFL draft. The Big 12 had no first round picks last year in the NFL. That tells me all I need to know. You look at the natties. Because again, in the SEC, and this is a, second place is like being in the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. It doesn't matter. It's about championships. And people say, oh, well, Alabama's flagship team in the sec well pretty much every conference has a flagship team but lsu's wanted auburn's wanted florida's wanted i think georgia's gonna win it this year but it's those teams where you know i watch oklahoma and they have trouble with iowa state well i can give you four teams right now in the sec that are as talented from a roster standpoint as iowa state so you know again it's 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 all opinionated until you look at the numbers Little Wayne has a great quote, women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. And until mm-hmm. you're in this conference for, la- for a full season, you don't understand it. There's no way that you can understand it. And it just, it is what it is. Now, as I said earlier, Texas's ceiling is like one of those houses they make for people they put in trees, one of those small houses. Their ceiling isn't very tall. To me, Oklahoma's ceiling mm-hmm. is a lot higher. Yep. And I'm not saying that because y'all are Oklahoma fans. That's just the truth of it. Texas, well, people exactly. say, oh, well, Texas now has an event. Texas has had every event. They're, Texas yep. is the six-foot-two kid in fifth grade that in Little League is throwing the equivalent of a 113-mile-per-hour fastball.
2: Eventually, everybody else catches up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, Jake, you are talking about the uh, – up tempo thing of college football. I've watched the college football the last five years. I can't remember the last time any of the big top teams huddled on a. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, word is, that, that word that ready to go. The quarterback gets the signal from the coach. to got those goofy logos on the big board. He knows what play to run. He signals to his team. They snap the ball. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we call yeah, – because you have – and, again, you know there's levels to it. you you got guys like Josh Heupel at UCF that just – they are going straight NASCAR speed. They are going as fast as they possibly can, uh, doing whatever they can do to go fast. Then you have guys that run check with me stuff where you see them get up to the line and and they don't snap it. Then they get the call, from which to me is the biggest waste of time ever. Like, I, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it's like – it's like – uh Uh, you know, sitting here trying to say, well, we're just going to try and trick you every time. Eventually they catch up to what the trick is. So, you know, you have different tempos and the teams that, that cause the most problems are the teams that can be the most effective from the, the, from the most various type of tempos. They can hurt you up tempo. They can hurt you slowing it down. They can hurt you mixing it up. That's where you see the teams that have a lot of success offensively. But again, and I will go back to it. There are a lot of teams in college football that score points. And Nick Saban a couple of years ago was like, listen, I get it. We're not beating teams nine to six anymore. And he's smart enough to say we have to start scoring points. But throughout the course of the year, it's it's like – and I keep using baseball analogies or you can use basketball. Sometimes the shots aren't falling and you got to rely on the defense. And that happens because it's hard to get guys up for every game. I think you can get guys up – for probably about four to five games at maximum get upness, whatever you want to call it, about four to five games a year. It's those other six or seven games, and typically they're against opponents that aren't as high profile as the ones you get up for, that you that you really have to be able to drive that nail in and finish it.
0: Well, going back, <clears throat> you know, going back to that, and I apologize, I lost connection and had to get all that good stuff, but um, you know, going back to that. You look at the Big 12, and, uh, and I totally agree with you. You look at the Big 12, especially for Oklahoma, the ceiling's high. And for any Sooner fan out there, and I got, I had a few nasty tweets after the uh, podcast I issued out that was titled "Boom Soon." Oh, that's when right after they lost to Iowa State and Kansas State back to back weeks last year. <clears throat> and so you look at it, you look at it this way, and if people, if OU fans are gonna sit there and say, well, we're gonna kick ass in the SEC and blah this and blah that. Cool. Depends on how it's. It depends on how the pod's scheduled. You might actually do pretty well in the pod. We don't know. Depends. You know. We don't know. But <laughs> truth be known, I think OU fans should really well in Texas, but def- especially OU is. We have to get our minds wrapped around. It's okay to have a three potentially four loss season in the SEC, because let me let's be honest. And as you mentioned, I mean you got Georgia, you got Florida, you got Bama, AM's, you know coming along with Jimbo Fisher, you got LSU, LSU you got Ole Miss is coming up with you. Lane Kiffin. I mean, it's it's uh, a
1: gauntlet. And people love exactly. that word. They say, "Oh, it's a gauntlet. Just wait until you're in it." Like yeah. that's the, that's the best advice I can give. You can say what you want, you can talk mm. about dominating and all this. But until you go through it, like you think Iowa State and Kansas State is a problem, go through this schedule. Last year was an all-SEC schedule. It was basically like getting dragged in an alley and having to fist fight your way back to your car. That, that's what it is. And and literally. Halfway through the season, most teams, it looks like a damn triage tent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got mm-hmm. so many people under there. So, at the end of the day, and again, I love what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa State. I, I've been up there, talked at their special teams clinic. I love what Matt's doing up there. But to quote DeMarcus Cousins, this ain't a walk in the park.
0: Well, no, exactly. No. And, you know, I got a, I got some tweets that were like, oh, you're not a Roach student fan, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I am. It's called being realistic. It's okay to be realistic, people. Yeah, it, well,
1: you know it's, the it's, word
2: "fan" is short for fanatic, so
0: exactly. you know,
1: you're going to yeah,
2: get It, get some, it uh... is. You know, Jake. Um, how should, it should let's say that the Big Twelve dissolves, and that's the other way that Oklahoma gained early by paying them eighty million or so to the Big Twelve for leaving early. How should Oklahoma and Texas prepare for the gauntlet that is the SEC?
1: That's a great question, and and I think the days of the Big 12 are numbered. It's, it's a yep. great question. The best way that you can prepare is to honestly keep doing what you're doing because you, you don't want to go to a new conference and all of a sudden be a different person because the team's mm-hmm. going to feel that. Mm-hmm. Your culture is your culture. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're going to see is after you go through a year of it, you start to realize that on the defensive front and, and on the whole defense – you have to be as deep as you possibly can, and you cannot assume anything. You cannot take anybody for granted. Look, outside of Vanderbilt, I'll call a spade a spade. You know, Vanderbilt—it's—it's it's like it's like you know the opposite of Cinderella. You know that they would be the only ugly stepsister in this whole deal. And I would—I would be fine if we just you know, did like some people do and put Vanderbilt on the raft and just push him down the river and say, good luck, you know, you land where you land. But outside of that, the best preparation is experience. Mm -hmm. And once you experience it, and look, it's not like, I'm telling you right now, there, I would say, at least 70% of the season, Oklahoma's not going to have a problem scoring. But once (laughs) once you start to realize that we are not going to be able to operate offensively at the clip that we're used to operating and we can take some defensive possessions off and do all this other stuff, then you kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit and say, okay, just like anything in life, I got a new job. I just got married. We just had kids. It's a game of adjustments. You have to recalibrate and you have to adjust. And that's what you learn from being in any new thing. And the Southeastern Conference isn't any different.
0: Uh, and you guys might have been talking about this when uh, I was disconnected briefly, but where do you think Oklahoma's, of course, Lincoln Riley, phenomenal play caller, of course, playoff experience hasn't gone so well his way, but uh, where? How, how do you think he'll fare in the SEC offensive-wise? Defense oh, oh, well, obviously is going to well, be some know, issues. I, 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 use,
1: I the use the Texas A&M, 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 A&M model. model. You know, Texas A&M's problem was never scoring points. Really, when Missouri came in, their problem wasn't scoring points. It's you have to build your team from the inside out, from the line out. And if you can't stop people, you are very vulnerable. Ole Miss last year scored a lot of points. But look at their final record. You know, you have to be a complete team. And it doesn't stop there. You got to be great on special teams. You gotta be able to make field goals. You gotta be able to cover kicks. You gotta be able to be decent in the return game. Hell, the Water Boys have to be ready on the sideline. <laughs> it is a full, complete team game in this league pretty much every week.
0: Well, most definitely. And you know what's funny is like I mock Vanderbilt and kind of like I mock Kansas and when it comes to football, but you know, Vanderbilt's gotta be loving this, you know, getting all this extra money and <laughs> and not really being much of a threat in the SEC.
1: SEC. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. When I look at it, Vandy is like Vandy is the one team where the SEC can say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> we have elite academic institutions. Yep. That's the only reason they're here." Like that, the baseball, yep. they're phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. And I get that. But I, when you look at it, and again, I'll tell you this much. They better start. I know they said they're going to put 300 million into it. They better start caring about football because Greg Sankey, and, and listen, I know mm-hmm. he cares about all the sports, but baseball doesn't make any money really, really. at the well, end no. of the day. And Vanderbilt, I remember with Kevin Stallings, used to be pretty dangerous in basketball. I mean, you had Luke Cornette out there, you know, putting on a, a fireworks display from three, and they were they were a tough. It was tough to go up there and win. But, you know, that's kind of petered off a little bit. And at the end of the day, Vandy is bringing nothing to the conference except, hey, no, no, it's not just about athletics. We got Vandy.
0: Well, I know one thing, and I don't follow college baseball very well um, like a lot of people do, Um, especially around here. It's not really big. But I know one thing. Oh, you need to put a lot of money into the baseball program because I'm going to be honest with you. The day we enter the SEC, I can guarantee you they're gonna go winless because that SEC in baseball, it's flat out low dead.
1: Oh, it's look in baseball, and I'm telling you right now, in basketball, it's doing nothing but getting more dominant. Look yep. at the draft in the NBA. The SEC made a decision about four or five years ago that listen, we want to take over college basketball. And when the SEC makes their mind up, they want to take over something. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. But I tell you where where I like the Oklahoma ad as well. And you know, again, I, I, I'm a I, I'm a sports lover. I love mm-hmm. sports played it my whole life coached it for nine years five with the division one level that's that's a big part of my life gymnastics is huge softball in the sec you talk about a war like Mm -hmm. you're you're stepping into i mean like thanos versus you know the marvel characters level on softball so oklahoma brings a lot more than just football basketball as well we know the success Mm -hmm. they've had uh texas even though uh, they took that L to, the, uh, the Abilene, uh, to Abilene Christian, which I thought was the worst loss in the tournament. Um, but look, the, the, it's a great ad for the SEC. I'm excited. Oklahoma fans, while I may say I don't think you're going to win the SEC in, in the first three years, I'm excited as hell about the Oklahoma ad because I love the matchups. I, I absolutely love yep. the matchups it presents.
0: Well, I, I'm with you, Jake. I mean, I'm not going to sit here, you know. I think oh, you're gonna eventually going to win the SEC. I don't they'll know They'll win when. it eventually. Yeah, they
1: yeah, will. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they will.
0: Yeah, they'll eventually win it. Don't know when. But no, I'm, I'm like you. You know, the Big 12, cool. It's had its run. You know, lost Colorado. You lost Nebraska, A&M, and of course, Missouri. Okay, cool. I just think oh, you overstayed their state probably 10 years ago when they had the chance. Probably should have bolted. But You know, good for them for for staying, nonetheless. Um, No, I'm excited for it because you know I know mentioned to David, I mentioned previous shows as well, even Brett Gibbons uh, two weeks ago. But I mean, how can you not pass up like even Ole Miss and Oklahoma compared to Kansas and Oklahoma? I mean, you just there's no comparison. There's just none.
1: Yeah, Kansas Kansas needs to to click their heels together and just get the hell out of out of Dodge.
0: (laughs) We're a guy. I love that. Yeah. I want to use that as my clip the
2: for the audience. Yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I got one for you here. Since we're uh, that one better for you, so a couple weeks ago, Michael and I were chatting with uh, uh was it Brett from Brett Gibbons? Mm-hmm. uh CFP News, but he was uh, he still was talking about where Big Twelve schools are gonna go. And I said, said Oklahoma State should join the uh, Pac-12, you know, it just makes more logical sense. But I was—I heard this on the radio, so I can't take credit for this. Maybe they should Play Virginia Tech every year and call it the Hokey Pokey Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: that. Man, you know, I think it's going to – they may all just join together, you know, and it, mm-hmm. like I said, it may be – you know, the, the Alliance and the SEC teaming Dude, up to try and get all the Infinity Stones and defeat Thanos some way I mean, who knows what's going to end up happening with all this stuff. And and look, uh, you know, at this point, um, you, know, you know, my biggest thing with this conference realignment was that I didn't want to lose the great non-conference games we had, the Georgia-Clemson, alabama miami the Auburn-Penn State. Those, those but the more I think <laughs> about it is I guess if you smush all those teams together in, in you know, two or three yeah. conferences – then you're going to get the matchups regardless, and it's just going to do nothing but add good games. So I think there's multiple ways to look at it, but I do like that the Hokey Pokey Bowl. Uh, that's something you need to write that down.
0: <laughs> real, real quick, um, the final three to three to <laughs> three to eight minutes, um, Jake. Uh, it's early, you know, Heisman, you know, season. Obviously, before the season even starts. Who would be – with JT Daniels, I got one as a dark horse for the Heisman. Would he be considered a Heisman candidate, for, um, JT Daniels, or even potential like a Alabama Bryce Young? I know Spencer Rattler's name is going to be out there, but – Yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
0: I mean, that's know, obvious. You
1: know, you know Oklahoma's going to throw the ball enough and they're going to yeah. win enough games to put Spencer in a position to win it. Uh, I, I think Georgia's going to win the national championship mm-hmm. this year and and typically the teams that do the best, uh, that, that – three or four that the Heisman winner is going to come out of that. So I think JT Daniels, I think he's plus 1,000 the last time I checked. That's just a good bet. You know, that's, you know, a little bit to win a lot. But, you know, Spencer's going to be there. I don't think Bryce is going to win it. Uh, I don't think they're going to put him in a position – uh, to to throw the ball the amount of times that he needs compared to a Spencer Rattler or a JT Daniels. So I like Spencer for your safe pick, obviously, but as a dark horse, JT Daniels, I think, is, is a good value. Of
0: course, next week we're doing our Mega. I would say Mega is going to be a long show, obviously, but our uh, college football preview show. And who would be your top four teams in this year's playoff and uh, national championship game?
1: Well, this is going to be a shocker. Um <laughs> I would say I think Oklahoma's going to be in it. Uh, I think Alabama's going to – or excuse me, I think Georgia's going to be in it. I think Ohio State's going to be in it. and Because I do believe Alabama loses a regular season game and the SEC championship mm-hmm. to Georgia. So I think it's going to be a battle for – I said Ohio State, I believe, already. Uh, Even though, I'm telling you, those first two weeks with a new quarterback, I mean, at Minnesota and then Oregon, if they Mm -hmm. can get through that, I think they'll have a good shot. I know they're going to win the Michigan game. I don't think Michigan can win an inter-squad scrimmage right now. But, uh, you know, it's a battle between uh, Clemson (laughs) and and Alabama for that last one. Because, look, Clemson can lose the Georgia game and win the rest of their games and get in. So, so Clemson in there for me.
0: (laughs) Ooh. Mm -hmm. I like that. I would say mine, but uh, it will get away by Will anyway because people are like, oh, no. No, I want to know. No, I like Oklahoma. I got Georgia. Uh, Georgia OU the national championship. You know, I got Georgia winning it, and I probably like. oh, my God. Well, there's the edge, the experience. I, I, it's still a grind. We've talked about this the entire show. It's the grind. When you continue to play top 25 teams week in week out, shit, I mean, you don't have to be top yeah. 25. And, and here's the thing, Mike. Be
1: here's the thing. Georgia is thirsty. I mean, because they haven't won one since 1980. Uh, And, you know, it's the biggest chip, it's the biggest hump that they have to get over, no pun intended, uh, you know, to to be able to win the thing. You know, they haven't been able to get over the Alabama factor, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think they get over this year. But just looking at it, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I, I look at that roster. The additions they made in the defensive secondary with Tyke Smith from West Virginia, Darian Kendrick from Clemson. And if they beat Clemson game one, that's the biggest insurance policy you can take out.
0: Well, and that's my next real quick um, question was loser Georgia Clemson week one. Would you still consider them in the playoff? Granted, uh, with a week one. Well, you um,
1: know, it. it, it it changes the margin for Georgia more right. than does Clemson because I think Clemson has a much easier path to go in 11 and 1, even though I think Georgia does have, and an quote unquote, the easiest SEC mm-hmm. schedule compared to everybody else. And then they can't afford really to lose that SEC championship game, in, in my opinion, against Alabama. Uh, so while the, the winner of that game gets a huge buffer, if the loser is Clemson, I think they still get in because, look, they, you know, the ACC and, and people can get. I just had Rhett Lashley on, who who's a heck of a coach, the OC at Miami, and we talked about it. But there's nobody in that league that can match the depth and the talent that Clemson has. I mean, Clemson's like the dad playing against the 10-year-old son in the driveway. He may let him score a few points to feel good, but he's going to finish him at the end.
2: Mm-hmm. One quick question for you, Jake. How often, how long do you think Alex Grinch will remain the defensive coordinator before taking
1: a head, head coaching gig? Man, I, I, you know, uh, Alex does a really good job. And, and you know, I, I poke fun and saying, you know, the Big 12, you know, having a great – saying you have a great defense in the Big 12 is like being the skinniest kid at fat camp. You know, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I think Alex <laughs> – oh, uh, uh, I think Alex has done a great job. <laughs> and he's in line to get a head coaching job. I mean, he's next on the block. Uh, and and listen, this is a big move for him because now mm-hmm. going to the SEC, if you can just be legitimate defensively in the SEC the first year, hell, you may land an
2: SEC mm-hmm. head coaching job before it's said and done. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting game matchup if should that happen. You know, if Lincoln Riley should ever face off against one of the Grinches, is a head coaching
0: game.
1: Yeah, well, I hope they play on Christmas, and and if Oklahoma doesn't win, it can be like how the Grinch stole Christmas. There you go.
2: Love it all day with this <laughs> stuff, guys.
1: My Dr. Seuss, man.
0: <laughs> real, real, quick. I know we're getting close to the to time. Real quick, if, if honest question, if Oklahoma does not win a national championship this season, uh, well, hopefully, again, first of all, let's get past the semifinal. We got to, you know, we got to get strides here. But let's say they actually win a semifinal, but lose a national championship. Is this their best team to actually win it this year?
1: Well, you know, I I look at, you know, still being in the Big 12. It presents a lot more opportunities, uh, you know, again, that they've continued to build. Uh, in my opinion, they're far and away the best team in the Big 12. So I would say this would be within the next three to five years, without a doubt, the best opportunity.
0: I know one thing I'm going to say right here. If Lincoln makes a playoff and loses the next semifinal, it goes zero five. Let's just say they go into the SEC next year. I don't know. He's going. You know, he's I'm not going to be on the hot seat. He,
1: smart vibes from you He guys, won't.
0: He done won't done. be on the hot he seat. But it. man,
1: same thing. I'm really starting. I need to write that down because I'm starting to see some mm. parallels in that yep. from that way of thinking. But remember this: you don't know what you got till it's gone. And Tennessee's still chasing mm-hmm. Bill Palmer. uh USC's still chasing Pete Carroll. Miami's still chasing Eric Dickerson. Hell, Nebraska's still chasing... I think
0: Tom Osborne. Yep.
1: Yeah. And listen, you know, uh, at the end of the day... Lincoln is a hell of a coach. And if anybody's mm-hmm. going to do it at Oklahoma, it's going to be him.
0: I like it. I, I like it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for football just around the corner. Um, what, where are we now? Less than two weeks now kick kickoff, August 28th. Woo! Nebraska and Illinois. I
1: can smell the tailgates already, man. i got to tell you y'all been... something, though. Real quick before I go, i got to tell you yep. a quick story. Because all the Oklahoma fans listening, the first time y'all play LSU down in Baton Rouge, <laughs> Don't make the same mistake I did as a 15-year-old wearing an opposing team jersey because typically at most SEC tailgates you go to, if you're wearing the other team stuff, they'll be like, come on over, you know, come on over, have something to eat, here's some beer, whatever, nice to meet you, this, that, and the other, Um, you know, and depending on how much money you make, here's my daughter, this is her name, but at LSU, it's a little bit different, all right? I'll never forget my first trip down to Baton Rouge, me and a buddy were walking with the Team Colors on, and there's this guy stirring this big pot, man. And it smelled unbelievable. And I'm a big crawfish boil guy. Mm -hmm. uh, And and I walked over there and was like, man, what you got in there? And this is a grown man. Like, I'm 15 years old. This is like a 45-year-old man. Looks at me and goes, man, it's my specialty. I've been doing it for 10 years. I said, what do you have in there? He goes, I got some duck sausage. I was like, man, that sounds great. He's like, well... How about you boys duck down here and get some then? So I'm just telling you, be careful at LSU. Be careful at LSU. Remember I said that. If you get nothing out of this interview. If you get nothing out of this interview. Just remember I said that.
0: Real quick. <laughs> you go? Have you actually been to Norman, Oklahoma?
1: I have not been to Norman, Oklahoma, but I promise you I will be.
0: Well, if I don't beat you to the punch, uh, wherever SEC games you may be in the near future, before you get to Norman, if you happen to make it there, we will definitely hit you up. Definitely. But I want to be duck sausage. Well, I am going to say, there ain't going to be no duck sausage.
1: All right. All right, man. Well, no, I appreciate
0: it. Not a problem. Uh, Jake, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, Thank you for the entertainment. And... uh, and definitely, we'd love to get you back, back on during the football season and talk some more college football.
1: Definitely, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, and uh, Really looking forward to the next time. Looking forward to the season. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The J-Boy Show. Where I typically put out a show almost every day. Yep. We haven't the past couple of days. I've had a lot of people freaking out, but it's because we got a big announcement coming. We're having to transition some things technologically-wise. But be watching early next week because I think you're going to be blown away. we got some big stuff popping.
0: Very nice. And once that release, I'll be glad to share it and pass on the information to, for you guys as well.
1: For sure, man. Glad y'all are joining the count. Welcome to the family. Welcome hey, the family. it's got it to be. To, like, kiss you guys on the cheek. I, I, I give you a hug, <laughs> Italian style. Welcome to the winning team. You can meet Blaze laser blazer everybody we got over here in the sec but now i appreciate y'all having
0: me. Hey, glad to be i'm looking forward to being in the sec and you're the first one to actually open us with open arms love, i love appreciate love, that love.
1: to quote creed with arms wide open man y'all just come on in here and get it but i appreciate y'all
0: appreciate you man thank you for the fun <laughs> fun show everybody jay crane the host of the jay boys show give him a follow at the J boys show on twitter and the Instagram, Jake. Take care. Have a re- wonderful rest of your week.
1: You guys too. Be safe out there. We'll do. Right, take, take care. All right. See you, David. See you, buddy.
0: Wow, we're still alive. I don't care. That- <laughs> I can't digest what just happened.
2: <laughs> wow, no, that, was, that was awesome.
0: awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we're still live on the live stream. Of course, we're still recording. Jake Crane, the host of the J Boy show. Um, I love you know his intensive is uh, his energy for the SEC is through the roof. He's excited, of course, for Oklahoma and and for Texas. And David, uh we're two weeks away. We're gonna keep this going. We're two weeks away. Your thoughts on Oklahoma season opener Tulane, and just uh Just, what's your thoughts on this season?
2: I think uh, it's going to be a marked improvement even from last year. I mean, our offense is just as good, if not better, and we've gotten a couple good transfers. Um, I was browsing through some stuff just a little bit ago about uh, some college football news, and we did lose our offensive line. Took a big hit, two big hits, actually. Um, Spencer, not Spencer, that's uh, Creed Humphrey, the center and then Adrian Ely all broke both went to the NFL. Yep. But we've got some good guys coming. We got that uh, guy from Tennessee. I can't remember name of his name off the top of my head. Uh, then we got Eric Gray from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got we got death running back. Everybody was freaking out with this uh, uh, wide receiver that I had committed and decommitted. But I said he decommitted because he was he ain't gonna play. We're loaded at wide receiver, <laughs> and we've got seven. <laughs> wide receivers that are at least four star recruit. So um it's it's set. and Spencer Bradler, he's this is his third year with Lincoln Riley. Uh last year was a big learning curve. Mm-hmm. He's gonna step it up this year. The defense even looks even better. Uh the D backs are getting taller, which is because for receiver
0: You yeah, gotta be tall now.
2: Wide receiver. I don't know what five foot nine dudes doing playing D back, but uh, um Alex Grinch is I think this is his uh third year. Uh, at the uh, defensive coordinator, so his guys are starting mm-hmm. to come in and really make their splash. So he's making splash in the recruiting scene. Um, I, mean, his, I mean, Jake nailed it. You know, the Big Twelve is the Big Twelve. I mean, there's no reason not to pick Oklahoma not, not to not win it.
0: Well, I mean, and and he made a good point. I mean, you're always going to have that one team for that one one conference. Alabama's run ruled. The SEC, for the most part, Oklahoma's just completely dominated the Big 12. You don't have to go the last six years. You can go since 2020 and they won, what, now, 14 Big 12 championships since uh, 2000. And so, no, I mean, you look at it, Oklahoma's going to, look, guys, Oklahoma's going to be fine um, this year. And, you know, I love the, you know, I love the positivity that, oh, you got to go in and and be, you know, positive that OU's going to do well in the SEC. They're going to do well in the SEC, But guys, it's okay if we lose two, three games. Four depends on who's the fourth team. It's just, it's a gauntlet. There's not a single team besides Vanderbilt. that I would sit there and say, on any given Saturday, they can beat you. Because if you don't bring your A game to the SEC, you're going to be beat.
2: Exactly. And just like in the Big 12, you know, it's so competitive. And look what happened last year against Iowa State and Kansas State in back-to-back weeks. Oh, you didn't bring their full one hundred percent. They thought they could ease up, and then next thing you know, uh, Iowa State and Kansas State both seized momentum and walked away with upset wins. And you do that in the SEC, you're going to find yourselves down by multiple scores in in a blink of an eye. And uh, I think if uh, Oklahoma can win maybe close to half of their games in the first year in the SEC, yep. that would be a win because it's going to take some experience to get adjusted. And you know, when I think if Center fans, you know, we're used to winning. We're going to have to get used to getting our ass kicked every now and then. The well, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. But in the long term, he said it that he sees OU winning an SEC. Mm-hmm. If we win an SEC championship, we win a national championship. So, well,
0: yeah. I mean,
2: you know, if you're the SEC champion, you're heavily favored to win it at all because you're that far above the rest. Right?
0: Going th- anybody that can that can go through the SEC, and it doesn't matter if you go one loss, two loss, no losses. If you can go to the SEC and win it, forget it. But forget the rest of the hundred and thirty something team that there are. You're the you're the you're the cream of the crop because that conference, and that's why i was so excited. You know, it's just that conference, knowing that week in and week out, you're not good. It's not it's not an easy W like Kansas. It's not a well, even though know, Kansas State's had Oklahoma's number the last two years. But in the past, Kansas State, you know, Oklahoma State, you know, no offense to you little brothers out there, but Oklahoma State, they're not they're nothing because we get to bail them and then you get your face beat into into the ground. So, you know, you look at the Big 12, I, I personally think it's done. I, I don't I don't see it. Um, I don't see it lasting much longer after no, no. A- after this at any at any given second. But you never know. Maybe by chance, um, maybe by chance that uh, Michelin-Boldsby can pull some out of his rear and survive it. I don't know. Uh, I know that the article I read this week, you know, the alliance, so to speak, with the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC. I don't know what's true or not true on that one. I just think the Big 12's done.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been, they've been done. Uh, uh... Since they lost, lost uh, uh, yeah. Missouri, Missouri and, and Colorado,
0: Colorado and Texas, Texas, and what else did they lose, they lose besides those Nebraska, Oklahoma, Nebraska, or
2: Nebraska yeah. So they, they lost for only game two. Yeah. And that kind of just put them on life support. And then Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC just kind of pulled the plug on it. So it's only matter it of time, time before they
0: Well, I would imagine... <laughs> i would have met i would have met by, <laughs> by the way dude i'm still on duck sausage <laughs> i'm still on duck sausage oh my goodness i'm definitely getting him back on yeah. um but <laughs> anyway um now it, it's just uh the big Twelve's done it's it, it's cool um you know, Kansas, I've heard, is supposed to be announcing their trip to the Big Ten, which I kind of suspect, um, probably in a few weeks, I'm sure. I don't know. Um, but no, it'd be interesting. You know, the funny part is and um, is the fact that Oklahoma State's not being well well attended to by these power the rest of the power four conferences. No, no. Nobody wants them. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> What program besides a wrestling that I would sit there and be like, that's a good draw. That's a good draw. That, I just don't know if anybody, I just don't know if anybody is going to, I just don't know if anybody will, um, sorry guys, I got a comment. Uh, David, I got a question for you. It's from, <laughs> it's from a good buddy of mine, Dan, who is the host of the Time Be BS podcast. First of all, Dan, what's up? And I'm doing well. Hopefully you are enjoying the show. And Duck Sausage, Dan. It's Duck Sausage. Uh, If you're listening to the actual podcast, that's going to be released to all podcast platforms. Just watch the rebroadcast, and you'll see what we're talking about, Duck Sausage. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, uh, Dan says, David, if you could have four sandwiches to have for the rest of your life, what would they be?
2: Man, I don't know. What do you mean by you sandwiches? You like, you like, you know, like four, know, different, four sandwiches different sandwiches, sandwiches or, or just, you know, whatever. whatever. Because was well, gonna be straight? I love a good sandwich. I love service. a good sandwich. Uh, uh, seasoning, and season i um, uh, a good with a classic classic B-L-T. Um, what's else? And then of course, you're Peter I mean, You're hungry. Wolf down at PB and J, and you're good to go. And
0: then, of course, your fault went That was my fault. I know he says this. You have an echo. I'm figuring out if it's me or if it's you. It might be me. I don't know. I might be too close to it, too. Have you ever been? I know it's off topic. Have you ever been to Clark's barbecue off of Expressway? Oh, Claude, Claude. Cruz? yeah, that one.
2: Yeah, no, yeah,
0: no I know. I heard they, run, heard they run. They run out of uh, 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 every day. Burn, yeah, burn, 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 burn. Burn, burn, burn. Um also I won't say who, but my or I won't say what company, but um for safety reasons. But my boss got us that for lunch, was it last Thanksgiving? You know the brisket wasn't too bad. It was really, really good. I can't speak for anything else, um, but the brisket was really good. Their catfish, I think, is had had that too. It wasn't too bad. It was not too bad. But um, duck sausage, Dan or David, that's the uh, that's what we're going to. You know, I kind of I don't know if I should name that the title of this show or or you know I need to get uh, I need to get with a good sponsor like. Save on whatever the stupid sponsor is. Save, get ten percent off by using the word keyword ducks. Duck sausage. Yeah,
2: that, that's crazy. And, uh, that's that's going to be one of those one of those one of those nice episodes going to be living memory forever and ever, even long after this podcast is
0: done. When I get to, when I when I when I edit the audio uh the, the audio, I'm gonna get the clip. And I'm gonna post it where it's just that one clip playing. And I should have wrote down exactly what minutes so I don't have to literally re-listen to it, but that's perfectly fine. Um I'm just going to listen to it. If I have a bad day, I'm listening to it because that was pure classic.
2: Yeah, and you're going to have to send it to me because I've got my coworkers. I'll just
0: get kick out of it. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that one, and I got the Kansas one. Yeah, I got to listen to the other part. I was I was kicked out uh, that I lost connection on, so I don't know what yeah, all was said yeah. between uh, there. I'll put you in a bit.
2: I asked him. Uh, um, we talk about the up tempo college football and the fact that you never see. I haven't. I've been watching college football for the last five years. I haven't seen any major teams any huddling anymore. It's all get to the line, look to the sideline, yeah. you know, play and go.
0: Well, even in smaller ball, you know the Mid America conferences and and you know even the well the WAC, which is now the FCS version of it. But yeah, you you don't see the huddle anymore. You just see. You just—it's—it's just that it's, it's just no huddle, and I like it. It's just—you know—it's funny. Even in the pros, for the most part, you don't really, for the most part, you don't see many teams um, huddling. But uh, nonetheless, it's good. I, I—we're <laughs> gonna end this. Show. <laughs> I, yeah,
2: yeah, he, he, Mike can barely compose himself right now. It's, it's crazy.
0: Well, the fact that he—it happened in Louisiana. Yeah, it just, it's, it's just, I guess it's just because it's Louisiana. And I'm not gonna get into why. If you guys know why, you kind of go with it. But only in, <laughs> I can just, it's, I can just see that in Louisiana, mm-hmm. that happens, and I could just, I could see that. But
2: yeah, no, it's funny. This uh, coworker and, and I were talking this morning before I started work. He was talking, I'm a about graduating high school in Arkansas, and. So he mentioned something about incest, and I said, well, you know, it's cousins in Arkansas, siblings in Alabama.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Jake from State Farm has put this episode in so many, in so many ways.
2: Yeah, I want to warn you. You might want to put a warning in, in your description. Do not listen to this podcast while on
0: I can just see it now. Once that once that broadcasts, YouTube will send me a thing. Your video is not suited for underage kids. <laughs> well, that's good. Duck good. Duck sausage.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm to take something, once we get off live. It's not. It's not fit for. Uh, I mean, we already. Uh, this has been said. You know, there's a fine line between family friendly and you know naughty. We've kind of pole vaulted mm. over thanks to Jake. He just kind of yanked us over it. <laughs> But uh, there was a movie released about five years ago called Sausage Party.
0: I don't know if you remember that. Yep. My uh, former coworker, who was my boss at the time, told me told me about that. That was
2: uh. Yeah, Yeah. I kind of watched the trailer and I said no. uh, Yeah. Yeah. On the news, is some dumbass and you know going to use that word. Um, took their kid to go see because they thought it was a cartoon for kids.
0: And And it's not
2: like. Uh, you know, it's really nope. an
0: R for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I, I saw clips because of what he showed me, but um it, it's not a Kid movie, and if anybody that thinks it is, well, um I, I'll just leave it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, you don't have common sense. We're gonna leave <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that because we're definitely going on a deep end, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks uh, again to Jake, the host. <clears throat> Excuse me, the host of the J Boy Show, and uh, we just got so much to go. Uh, keep on going, of course. Thursday, I got the pleasure of having a good friend of mine who's a really big SCC guy, especially the Georgia Bulldogs, Robert Reynolds, the host of the DGD podcast on Thursday. Of course, tomorrow night, um, if you're watching a live stream. Of course, I got Sammy. She is the host of the Girl Who Talks Sports podcast uh, coming on as well. So we're going to finish up this <laughs> this week on Thursday, hopefully Friday, even for that matter. But, uh, David, it's been fun. Any plans for the rest of your night?
2: Oh, nothing. Just getting ready for work for tomorrow. It's fun days, yeah. so it's all good
0: we're halfway there. I'll give it that. I'll give you that credit. And, uh, before we sign off, of course, uh, I don't talk politics on here unless a special Wong Lam is, is listening. But, um, nonetheless, uh, I, I will say this, our prayers goes out to everyone in the Afghanistan, um, area, Kabul, especially, you know, um, terrible situation that's going on over there. And my prayers goes out to all them that's affected. And, uh, I just pray for.
2: Yeah, it's
0: pray for uh, safety. It's not good, and
2: no, it's not. It's, I hope,
0: it's... I hope it goes gets better. I, I hope.
2: Yeah, me too. I have like a thoughts, man.
0: Yeah. I won't speak other than that on it, but uh, my prayers go out to everybody in Afghanistan, and may God be with you all and keep you guys safe. If you guys have been listening to, any to the Air Raid Attack podcast, listen to David and I on iTunes, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts from, live stream at Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and of course, uh, David, have a wonderful night. You do, Mike. Everyone take care. We will see you tomorrow night.